0: Smith.
1: And I'm Paula Viganalin.
0: And welcome to City Council. How the hell are you? What's going on?
1: I'm so happy. My vacation finally turned into a vacation. Finally I got it. just took to, one month. It just took a while. I got to go to like the Indian forests and see wild elephants and wild deer. And I just gotta like pet all these rescued animals, including like donkeys and horses and tons of dogs and Made me just realize that I just need to be around animals all the time. I love them so much. I always have since I was a kid. And it made me really happy. So, yeah, I'm having a good, good week. How about you?
0: You know how Zach Galifianakis, after he made all of his hangover money, went and bought a farm in North Carolina?
1: Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. We need
0: our hangover so that we can go do that.
1: Yeah, can you guys, like, make this podcast, like, really popular? Like,
0: super famous. And then
1: we'll have, ooh, then we'll have, like, a public breakup, like, Jesus and Marrow just did.
0: Oh, I, I'm actually really upset about it. I know, that. it's
1: really sad. It's really
0: sad. It's really sad. And I'm, I just don't know how to, I'm like, is, can we, is there anything? Does anything last? or maybe life is seasons, whatever. It's all chapters. Be thankful for the time you had, but I'm like
1: Michelle Singleton had a really great thing in her one woman show years ago where she was just like, it was about her, like going to the desert and like meditating. And she like her big epiphany was that she's just a vessel for all of these emotions and feelings and experiences to run through. And they're all ephemeral and that's okay.
0: Yeah, tough though. That Just was, like that was, Desus and Meryl. <laughs> I mean, that was a tough breakup for me.
1: It is tough. Sure They're so fun.
0: They're yeah. so fun to different and other things
1: to different and other things. It's Maybe okay. they're individually starting a, a big old animal farm in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm going
0: to think that that's what they're, they're moving to a farm upstate <laughs> Yeah,
1: All of our friends who are just moving to a farm upstate.
0: Exactly. And they're just going <laughs> to take care of animals. I had a pretty good week. I was in South Carolina. I saw my mom. It was nice. Aww, I had fun. That's so I nice. just did some new jokes about it tonight. So all in all, good experience.
1: Yay! We love bonding with our families. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, I mean the bonding part, not the the ripping apart part. Not the family (laughs)
0: part. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Should we get into the news?
1: Let's get into the news.
0: Are you watching the news on vacation? Are you plugging out?
1: I tried to unplug, but then because of like comedy community stuff, it was like hard for me to unplug. Yeah. Um. So I saw some stuff. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I was like having a great time personally but then emotionally it was weird but I was trying to like step away from it as much as I could but it's just hard I just want to if you see a comedian be nice to them (laughs) really (laughs) really it's been a tough tough
0: summer for us it's yeah but
1: yeah I know some stuff but I don't know everything with regards to the news it was definitely fun to step away from the news
0: I think that that's good that's exactly what you should be doing yeah the animals wouldn't be reading the news. Why should you be?
1: I literally was watching them and I'm like, we fucked up so bad. Like, you know, there's so tweets that are like animals making fun of us for having bills and taxes. It's like very true because all of the stuff that we can't help still happens. Like all of the life stuff where it's like crazy and traumatic still happens. But like we're we're missing so much by getting on our little computers and, and having to
0: work. I having to it's work so fucking stupid. I resent it every day.
1: And it's every just beautiful day. just sitting there and watching animals chill. Like it was great. Being
0: in nature
1: wonderful I I it what?
0: always blows my mind I can't think of anything better
1: I always forget how wonderful it is and then I'm like bitch you got to do this more and then I get back to the See, city and I'm just like and then you live no. in Los
0: Angeles in Hollywood Los Angeles where there is just smog yeah I don't I don't know how you New York people do it
1: oh god that's it's even worse.
0: it's really rough Actually, fun transition sentence, we're about to talk about a famous New York artist, potentially the most famous New York artist, Jean-Michel Basquiat, because this is like a crazy story, and I'm sure that it will become a movie in like three years.
1: This feels like Banksy was behind this. Do you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Like. almost yeah almost yeah except for bansky wishes like
1: yeah do you know
0: what i mean his art is always trying to be like a bit like a little girl letting go of a balloon and basquiat's work is like about no. like the transatlantic slave trade it's oh like, my god no that's i didn't so mean different. like
1: i didn't mean that like he was a, a similar artist i mean like to pull no, no, off no, i know i know ice. i'm just making a joke yeah. about
0: yeah although it, in the movie it would be very interesting if bansky was like if i was writing it yeah Banksy. <laughs> anyway so getting to the beginning so this week there was a gallery opening at an art museum in orlando florida that was swarmed by federal agents during the opening it was swatted because on display were literally millions of dollars worth of fake basquiat paintings so yeah a dealer named danielle ali buesi was i couldn't find a pronunciation
1: buesi's
0: Boaziz? I I don't know. But even is that
1: his real name? You know, we don't know. <laughs> we
0: don't know. We don't know. Talented Mr. Ripley vibes. Anyway, so he pretend. this is so strange. He has forged other paintings. He's been pretending to find very famous paintings. And in the last two years, he pretended to find a fake Basquiat and tried to sell it to a federal agent for $12 million. And he's, like I say, he's been doing this with other artists, but these this series of fakes are the ones that blew up because of how popular Basquiat is and so we don't know if he made the fakes or if he contracted other people to make the fakes but the reason that this all was sort of like came to light is because whoever painted one of the paintings did it on the back of a FedEx box like a (laughs) modern day FedEx box and you know Basquiat often used found materials so the fact that it's on a box is not crazy but the fact that it Said FedEx on it when during Basquiat's time, it was called Federal Express. So it was like a logo that didn't exist during the time when this art was supposed to be made.
1: That is so funny.
0: Yeah, really sort of like amateur. So it was really clearly a fake. But the discussion now is that like, I guess, a lot of these art museums that bought them anyway, were really just not doing any due diligence, like almost had to like intentionally ignore how fake they were because they wanted to be able to be like, we have one, come see it, we'll charge, we'll have an exhibition.
1: This is where I'm like, I know obviously that there are certain things to be valued in certain expressive fields. And I am not an expert in any of that, but sometimes I'm just like with fine art, I'm like, none of you bitches know what you're doing. And it's just like wine where you're just like full of yourselves.
0: <laughs> Like I'm, I'll, I'll go one further and I'll say, I really think that a lot of like the art world, the art dealing world is money laundering for rich people. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It is for sure. For sure. I've definitely heard that before.
0: I'm like, it's all fake, uh, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's also real arts, important, et cetera. (laughs) No, but it's
1: also like, I feel like people like Basquiat and other artists would fucking hate what's happening to their work now.
0: They're dead. Okay, first of all, it's like, I feel like it's just so wrong to be making, it's like Keith Haring, right? Who, you know, is a very famous artist who died in the AIDS crisis. And his work is everywhere. It's on like toothpaste now. Like, yeah, it's like t-shirts,
1: toothpaste. It's It's very commercialized.
0: You know, it's a very commercialized, you know, sneakers. And I'm like, that's just, I mean, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, especially if they're dead, but I'm like, that's so rude to the legacy. That is not at all what art is about. Art is not about consumerism. Yeah. Although Andy Warhol was funded by the CIA. So his art Ooh. is about capitalism.
1: Wow. <laughs> and Jackson
0: Pollock too. Yeah. Wow. We'll get but into I, that sometime. But but I
1: think especially like queer artists or black artists, uh, artists of color, like they for sure would not want to be tokenized in these like rich white people's houses, like put to, to up like making, a spectacle. Yes, and,
0: exactly. And then also like their art is making like some already rich person so much wealthier,
1: so much wealthier. And it's also like not funding other black or queer it's not artists. To, it's
0: not going to the estate. It's not going to like any causes. It's literally just going back into the pockets of people who could afford to buy it in the first place.
1: You know what this makes me think of? This makes me think of like a child releasing a flower, <laughs> <laughs> like me a bank. That
0: metaphor. <laughs> like a Banksy. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. The one cool
0: thing he did do was when he sold that one painting for like millions of dollars at auction, and, and then it shredded it. it.
1: That's that what crazy. I was. That's what I was saying. This is like a Banksy moment because this is like 100 percent something he would want to do.
0: Yeah. Yet to fake them all yeah really was just like some sloppy guy um, Yep. yes that was sort of like the most fun headline we have this week sorry if you hear my cat screaming he's mad at me for leaving
1: he's always mad at you for leaving and he's mad at me for being there when you leave <laughs> he's
0: just like really he's like really attached to me which is great I love when i'm that. home and then when i'm not home it's like i know but i'm sort of like should i get him a friend a pet
1: oh yeah maybe but
0: I don't know. I don't think I can handle it, but maybe I'll foster or something.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I wouldn't he have to get used to that pet.
0: Yeah. I mean, he Our when he, we moved in together, my cat and I,
1: I know it's like when you're, I don't cause you're giant, like you're a giant um, roommate of a man. I love when that. When I
0: adopted him. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> when your cat moved in with you. When we
0: moved in either. No, I used to live with a roommate who, she had a cat and they got, he really, really liked this cat is oh, nice. not as touchy-feely. Yes, yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, maybe. Anyway, so our next story. This came out today. OSHA confirmed today that somebody at an Amazon factory died last week in New Jersey during their sort of prime day. It was described what? as Bonanza, but I don't want to describe it that way. Yeah, which is I mean, we've talked about this before. It's not the first time this has happened. Unfortunately, part of the push to unionize started in 2019, when a man dropped dead at an Ohio warehouse and employees were made to go, you know, back to work with the body still on the floor.
1: That's um, fucking insane.
0: Yeah, really like no, no words. But I have to say this, like when you think about prime day delivery, when you think about next day delivery, like I really, at least I I really try to think about what the human impact or like yeah. what physical labor has to happen to make sure that that arrives at my house the next day. Like it's not robots, it's, it's people. And it, it literally is killing people.
1: And then everybody bitches about how Amazon boxes are packed. They're like, there's so much waste. And it's like, if there's a body on the floor, you're welcome for whatever gets to you.
0: (laughs) Dude, literally, I'm like, there are just so many, so, so many problems with Amazon. And I, I feel like sometimes I worry that we sell a lot of our humanity for convenience so that, you know, we can have things when we want it, how we want it. And life just shouldn't be like that. Like it's, You should be okay with waiting a few days to get your whatever it is that you need.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Damn. So like, what's the results of this? What's going to happen? So,
0: I mean, nothing. We don't know yet. OSHA literally just confirmed that it happened. My guess, if I had to take a guess, is that the family could sue, but it would probably be just under your regular workplace comp. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There is some precedent in that. While working at Amazon warehouses, there were so many women that miscarried on the job that there was a class action lawsuit. This was like two years ago, year and a half ago. No, probably two years ago now. So I haven't heard any developments. It might be that they settled. It might be that the case is just taking too long. But the Amazon labor union really came out of these like horror stories. And of course, like here's another one.
1: Yikes. This is terrible.
0: That's a yikes. Although I did see a a picture of. Jeff Bezos today and he is ripped.
1: So what are you gonna do? What? Then let him move the boxes. Why is he making <laughs> these people do this shit? Yeah. I have never it, been more in shape than when I've had to like do physical labor as a result a of being labor job. not rich and yeah. like moving. You get so in shape moving. So you let him move so boxes.
0: Also, it's, that's a really funny point because it's like, you know, he probably goes to some like CrossFit gym where they make you push the heavy boxes. That's, and, like, that was like exact... in a
1: movie, I think that was in some movie. I forget what it was or it was in like Silicon Valley or something like that where they like do that. They are like, here, move these
0: boxes. Oh, that's funny. I mean, that's literally what CrossFit is. It's like, yeah, move this tire, pick up this iron. And it's like you people need jobs like you need jobs that you use your body for. Yeah. Email jobs do not count.
1: I feel like email jobs totally count. And so do Mm. Google Doc Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean this is different because it's just a passion project now yeah 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 totally. although as somebody who's desperately looking for a job i am not willing to look at real world jobs i'm only looking at email jobs
1: that's fair but you're Definitely. also not a billionaire ceo of a company who's forcing other people to look at manual labor but jobs
0: it's true i have no i have no carnage i don't have like a team of people who are dying in warehouses you yet.
1: just have one needy cat yet yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, assuming, you know, we become the Joe Rogan for women, we're going to have some. <laughs> Which is
1: all we've always said. That's always been our goal.
0: That's always been our goal. I'm not sure how we would do that, but I'm interested in seeing where we can go.
1: I just saw a clip uh, from 2018 of a woman saying that she got choked out by Joe Rogan at the comedy store. So that's one way to become Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ellery, that's not a lag. Ellery's just in shock right now. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not in shock because first of all, that's not even the first comic I've heard of doing that to somebody else at the comedy store. Yeah. And then second, I just, I don't know why my mouth dropped open like that. I mean, nothing is going to happen to him. Nothing's going to happen to him. Do you remember that video compilation and Spotify was like, to each their own.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Joe's.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Joe, Wow. Excellent job. That was great. (laughs) Thank you. Speaking of Joe's podcast, we're going to talk about an op-ed that Joe Biden wrote. Did you see any of this?
1: I saw glimpses of it. I also saw the fist bump Joe Biden gave MBS.
0: (laughs) I have a whole theory about that.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: Okay, so TLDR, this week or last week, it doesn't matter. Time doesn't exist. Joe Biden wrote a Washington Post op-ed titled Why I'm Going to Saudi Arabia. And if you can read between the lines, it's because gas is too high and he's trying to look like he's doing something about it so he visited mbs mohammed bun salman what's his middle name
1: bun salman Salman. mohammed bin salman
0: (laughs) mohammed bin salman um i'm like mohammed brian (laughs) what's his middle name Anyway. Please
1: colonize him. We don't want him. Please take him. We fucking hate him.
0: Who is a, a very erratic and unpredictable leader? And Joe Biden on the campaign trail in 2020 made a big deal about how, you know, we're not treating them like allies anymore. We're not shipping arms over there. And this was of course right after Jamal Khashoggi, who um was an American had dual citizenship, was murdered with a bone saw on the orders of MBS. And so Joe Biden writes an op-ed in Washington Post. And then, of course, over the visit, other people contribute op-eds where they're like, Joe Biden is doing the tough job that he has to do. And if we'll all remember, Jamal Khashoggi worked at Washington Post. And so this was their reporter that was murdered by this regime. And so they've just spent the whole week. If I was his family member, I'd be beside myself. I'm sure that they have complicated feelings about it. And so they're basically...
1: So they're basically Jamal Khashoggi was bone killed by MDS, Muhammad bin Salman. And Not then directly.
0: he ordered people to do it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But what physical labor has this man ever done? And then this week, basically, Joe Biden goes to visit him because Americans are worried about gas, which is why we do everything evil that we fucking do. Fist bumps MBS. And then the Washington Post that Jamal Khashoggi worked for was just justifying all of this behavior and throwing a dead man under the bus.
0: Here's the thing. It won't help. Like the visit will not push gas prices lower, like it's not going to do anything. And also we don't like Saudi Arabia has not always been the best ally to us. And like, we don't know that they will show up or help in any extracurricular way.
1: And also Jared Kushner just made that $2 billion deal with the same people, right? That was the Saudis.
0: That was the Saudis. That was why he
1: never went after MBS, like Hassan. Well, we should do a deep
0: dive sometime into the Abraham Accords, which was Jared Kushner's sort of like beat in the Trump administration. And then Biden's administration has, has kept all of that intact.
1: Yeah, there was like Hassan Minaj was at an event where he called out Jared Kushner for not going after MBS when this whole thing went down. He was like, "I wish somebody in the room could hold the Saudis accountable." And that was really that was really cool. But like, it doesn't fucking matter to these people, administration to administration, yeah. because they it's have because
0: Jared got two billion dollars
1: because like, he got two, $2 billion dollars. But I mean, Joe Biden is going there for gas. So like everybody yeah. has their own vested interest.
0: Sure. I do think that there is a difference, and, and God strike me dead for copying for Joe Biden, but there is a difference between like doing it for private interest money that will go in your pocket and versus doing it. So as like part of a, you know, American diplomacy trip, which is funny because speaking of like the fist bumping, Joe Biden was fist bumping all leaders during this Middle East trip. So he visited other countries too and he fist bumped everybody and Obviously, he was doing it because of COVID, but it also means that they can't get a picture of him shaking MBS's hand in the press.
1: Oh, he's like yeah. avoiding a
0: very complicated picture up.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you about the private interest versus public interest. But I still think that there's human rights that we just don't give a shit about when it comes to Saudi Arabia and gas. And the fact that we're not moving towards yeah. like greener methods is just only holding us hostage to these types of deals and these types of people. But yeah, that's a very sure, interesting true. theory about fist bumping. That's how I am at comedy shows where I'm just like, no hugs for creepy men. I'm just going to be standoffish with everyone. I
0: think That's a good rule of thumb. To your point about the human rights violations, firstly, yes, we should be investing in environmentally sound renewable resources because eventually it'll be cheaper to get us less dependent on gas, and then we won't have to have this conversation all the time. Yeah. But then, secondly, like that's the thing is, America doesn't care about human rights violations. We don't care about it with China. We don't care about it with Saudi Arabia. We don't care about it with our country. Yeah. And anytime we do pretend to care about it, like say Iraq, we just go there and commit the human rights violations ourselves.
1: Yeah. No, hundred percent. That's why when I mean like vested interest, I mean like vested interest for that class. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for absolutely. the Joe Mansion coal owning class. <laughs> like, I oh could god, strangle
0: that motherfucker! I am mad at him this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's the worst.
0: He's the worst. Let's just get. Let's just get into let's it. Let's go
1: into another problematic Joe. Get in there. That's three in a row. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is three in a row. I think that name is dying out at
1: least. Yeah, we're done with Joe.
0: We're done with with Joe. No more. So (laughs) Joe Manchin fucking... Joe Manchin this week just recently announced that because of the latest inflation report, which is hanging out at like 9.5%, you know, this latest inflation report means he will not support any climate measures or tax reform in the budget reconciliation package which if you are remembering correctly we cut those things out of the build back better plan to get it passed because we said we would pass it all separately
1: which Um, i never understood at the time everybody was like oh we'll just do it it. separately and it's like how what is your plan for that? You didn't have a plan for Roe v. Wade when you had advance notice. How are you going to convince these people who have consistently fucked you? Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema? you know, all of these these so-called Democrats. Oh, we'll just do it later. We'll separate it out later. It's like a, adults promising children things that are never going to happen. Like I, I mean, don't understand
0: exactly. It. Obviously, the Build Back Better plan—they split that up. That happened well before the Roe v. Wade stuff. But they, the two, are deeply related in that they're the same problem. Where it's like, why are yeah. you? Op- why are you pretending like these people will operate in good faith? Like we know this about Joe Manchin—he's done this forever, for years, and he spent literally the last two or three months in negotiations with Chuck Schumer. And it's like, Chuck, are you stupid? Do you think we're stupid? Are you all just hoping that something will change? And I don't even know how we like deal with this problem.
1: Well, considering that they sit there and they negotiate in good faith with people like Mitch McConnell, then these pseudo-Republicans or pseudo-Democrats like Joe Manchin are not that different for them.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. That's true. And it is sort of like all chess to them because, you know, the cost of gas doesn't matter to them as much as it does to us. But anyway, so Joe Manchin obviously has huge ties to big oil and coal, specifically coal, but also, what I learned recently is he he doesn't even make that much money. Like he maybe makes a few extra hundred thousand dollars a year, but he's not pulling in like millions. So it's like kind of offensive.
1: He sold his soul for like for a not even that hundred much money.
0: Dude, literally for like getting three hundred thousand dollars a year because he. How much like would a house- you
1: on his houseboat? How much would you sell out for? How many? How many I feel per year? Like it
0: has to be at least five million dollars.
1: At least five.
0: At least five, right?
1: Yeah, because that I In feel like that economy, could lead. That's not that much. I feel like that could lead. That's like a house. That's like generational. That could lead to generational wealth.
0: That is absolutely. If you're spending it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. $5 million. And it's also. It's like I would sell like, out for if like. At least like, like Exxon. That's nothing.
1: I would sell out for like one good boyfriend, which is way that's, cheaper. The
0: bar is so low. <laughs> if you so, are so low, if you were a problematic company looking to get on the ground floor. My yeah. friend Mellamy has a yeah. deal for you.
1: I'd be like, who's the the girl on uh the she was like I'm looking camp right in the eye. Who is that girl?
0: Uh Carly Kloss, who, who, who dates? Carly Kloss, who is the other Kushner.
1: Who dates the who's married to the other Kushner, married right? To,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm just like one problem. I'm just like one white girl willing to look the other way.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can we also talk about how you know Carly Kloss from when she looked Camp right in the eye? Like that was your reference point. <laughs> for her.
1: That's, that's. I know her from that and from having nothing to say when that guy on her show. Not even her like,
0: show. She was a guest. It wasn't her show. Project <laughs> Runway. Why would I call it Carly Kloss's show? I'm gonna get eaten up online. <laughs> canceled by the victoria's secret stance
1: yeah famously had a
0: gay relationship with taylor swift she famously had a what gay relationship with taylor swift and a lot of people think that a bunch of
1: the songs are about each other okay but here's the thing i think people are just doing that because they want everyone to be gay and some of these bitches are just wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that but some of these
0: believe that they were in love okay some of these bitches are queer
1: baiting and i do not welcome (laughs) more whites to the community
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you know what that's fair that's fair more
1: rich whites related to jared kushner no thank you you.
0: that's totally fair
1: also
0: (laughs) i think the um
1: get stevie on the podcast get your cat on this podcast he's
0: coming over right now come here oh
1: he's so cute hi stevie do you remember the taste of my my skin (laughs) he's like that
0: he's also i need to pick up his prozac tomorrow
1: that is so funny it's we were just talking about white girls having problematic boyfriends and i'm like do you remember the taste of my skin you're like he's like that i need to pick up his prozac tomorrow that sounds exactly what (laughs) What girls say when
0: they're dating somebody who's terrible. I literally have a therapist once who was like, Your cat's kind of like an abusive boyfriend, huh? And I was like, You have no idea.
1: And we love him. And we love him.
0: So, (laughs) okay. So we we
1: hate Joe Manchin.
0: We hate Joe Manchin. Losing Joe Manchin from this set of legislation, which is set to include things like health care and, you know, God forbid climate reform. And, you Tax reform potentially, but he's saying that he's not, he's now not going to support anything climate and he's not going to support any tax reforms. And we can't lose any Democrats because of the split in Congress. So, what's annoying about this is Joe Manchin is verbally against any tax reform while inflation is high, but tax reform, specifically taxing the people at the very top, would help with inflation because it would infuse money into the budget and we could spend it on a bunch of different things. The president obviously was.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Can you just say the line that you wrote in the script but did not say out loud? Because that would really help me. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tax reform would help inflation, you dumb fucking slut. (laughs) That's how I felt when I was writing these notes and that's how I feel now.
1: We love it. Sorry for
0: making it a little bit more advanced for our audience. And I do still feel that way. I'm like, you dumb fucking slut. Like,
1: He is a slut. He is a slut for coal and for the Republicans. He's a
0: slut for coal. And I'm like, do you think we're stupid? And I'm like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Joe Manchin represents a time in America where Democrats were, you know, in rural counties. And I think that that's very important. But the way that he should do it is he should commit to being a union Democrat. He should be commit to being like a workers Democrat. He should not commit to being Exxon's Democrat.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's really smart.
0: Thanks. I'll send him an email. The president this week was pretty pissed off and he promised that he would work on environmental regulations through executive action. And I do think that there are a lot of things that he could do. So hopefully that work. It's just hard because off of the heels of this emissions regulation case, West Virginia versus EPA, that the Supreme Court just heard and overturned. Things we are need costly, that. But they're not impossible. We did need it, but Now we don't have it, so.
1: Also, I'm sorry. All these cases that are like West Virginia versus the environment are so funny to me. (laughs) It's like, it actually reminds me of this Betsy DeVos thing that's coming up because it's like. That's why I put them next to each other. Okay, go ahead.
0: It's so funny. No, but I love that you picked up on that, but it literally does feel like an Adam McKay movie where I'm like, shut up
1: it's like america versus their own health like
0: <laughs> what? and they always they always pick the wrong option there's um there was this tweet that amelia elizade i don't know if you know her shout out she had and it was like i'm paraphrasing the real tweet was a lot funnier than this but it was like it feels like every election now is like people versus the darkness and somehow the darkness <laughs> always wins.
1: yeah for yes. sure,
0: it feels she like you wrote it funnier,
1: but it was good. Did you did you ever read the Hunger Games? No. Okay, I watched it when they came out, and then later I was like, I want to read these, and I started reading them like as an adult, and I was like, how the fuck are kids allowed to read? It's like the most depressing things, and the second and the, the last book they were so like, oh, here are two roads that you could go down and we're going to go down the one that gets more people suffering and killed. And like, that's what it feels like. It's like so dark. And I'm like, how are, I know we were depressed as teens and all angsty and stuff, but I'm like, these people are capitalizing on it so much. Literally. And I'm also like, we had no idea.
0: We had no no idea. idea
1: but it was just, it's just such a dark, like such dark books. And it feels like that. It feels like the worst thing that could happen always happens.
0: Yeah. It does kind of feel like that. It feels sort of like alternate timeline. It's very,
1: that's why you have to take joy in the moments when you can take joy because everything is so dark and you have to just be like, fuck this. I'm going to be this bright light in this darkness.
0: Yeah. That's right. I love that give it to him
1: <laughs> um, i've been in nature i can't help it right now i saw a rainbow
0: but <laughs> this is why this is why we need to be in nature we're so much like more yeah. plugged in yeah
1: i'm drew barrymore running through the rain just like laughing crying
0: that she 100 percent deserves,
1: deserves that we all need to be drew barrymore and in the we rain
0: deserve that yeah, yeah she's a good role model i love her i love her too um the antithesis of drew barrymore actually is betsy devos and i mean that. <laughs> oh yeah So Betsy DeVos called for abolishing the Department of Education, which, as you might remember, she was the head of under the Trump administration.
1: There was this time during the Trump administration where there were like everybody who was in charge of their department was just like gutting it. And there was a joke that like, oh, like Betsy DeVos is going to like hate on the education department, like she's just going to destroy it from the inside And now she's calling for the abolishment of it, which is 100% on point for every person in that cabinet. Every person in that administration is just like taking the organization they were in charge of and just fully destroying it from the inside.
0: And I mean, it's on purpose. It's the same thing as Louis DeJoy running the post office, who, by the way, he is still running the post office when he has a major stake in like private shipping companies. But something I think about a lot is that maybe if he you did notice, the
1: Basquiat on the back of the FedEx
0: thing, <laughs> just to get it back maybe. in the headlines. Probably. That's great PR for them. That's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, something I think about a lot is that like, and you you can see it, it's such a pattern with Republicans is that when they get the levers of control and when they get in power, they love to cut. Funding, you know, whether it be the DMV, the USPS, whether it's the Department of Education, take all of the money out of it, gut it, slow it to a halt, and then convince citizens it's because government doesn't work. Yeah. So that they they have to privatize all of that, and then once they convince people to privatize all that, they collect and they make millions in private contracts. Yeah, it happens
1: here in LA too. It's just like it's the people who are the government telling us the government doesn't work while they're in office. And it's like yes,
0: because they can make money off of it in the private sector. And they're like, oh, well, this shouldn't be a government responsibility. This should be like a privatized responsibility. And I actually have the perfect company. And oh, I invested, you know, I have a 40 percent stake. Who knew?
1: But they're just pointing to a larger problem where if the success of the department or that position is dependent on who is in it, then that means the system isn't working. That means all of yes. these these levers should not be available to these people and that we have to revamp the whole thing. That's the depressing part about believing in the Democrats as they keep saying that these things are going to change and we have to vote these people in. But we can see that like voting does not work. Well, it do- we have to vote. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying voting does not work on its own because the, the system is so fucked when there are people in it that we don't like when there are people in it that are like able to hold uh, like an insane amount of power when that power is not distributed yeah so like obviously like we have to vote because we can't let go of whatever power we do have but at the same time democrats are like keep voting keep voting and it's like well what if i don't have control over what that individual is doing then what i can't get an abortion like what the fuck
0: It's just like, it's just so related to everything. It's like related to gerrymandering. It's, you know, it's related to the intense organization on the right to put judges on lower courts. All of it is related. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just sucks. And then also it's like, I don't know, something that makes me really sad is like, to me I feel like these people fundamentally misunderstand what a government is supposed to do for people. Like I think the post office is the perfect example. The post office doesn't need to turn a profit. It is not a business. It's a service. The profit is that it exists for us and we're allowed to use it and it's subsidized. Like that's why it exists. It's same doesn't with like public money transit. Public transit, example. libraries, education. Like the list goes on. Like yeah. I I would even go so far to say is that should be water and power. (laughs) But a lot of people don't agree with that. And one day you'll die off and you'll be wrong. But yeah, it's just a lot. So yeah, back to the Trump administration. This is a really brief one. And I was wondering if you knew anything else about this because I couldn't really... figure out what was going on. I just got the broad strokes. So the January 6th committee, they met again this week, potentially. I don't think this is the meeting where they were talking about, I guess there are a bunch of deleted text messages that Secret Service agents sent on January 6th. The committee was like, that's really funny because there's a requirement for federal agencies to maintain records. So it'll be really interesting to see if you can come up with these. And then they gave them until... This Thursday to produce them.
1: Okay, so here's the information that I have on it. The January 6th committee said that they deleted texts on the 5th and the 6th of January and this was brought to light by a letter that was sent to the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Inspector General to the House and Senate Homeland Security Committees and the Secret Service is saying that it was lost due to a device replacement program, but they were erased right after they were requested by the Inspector General. And Shut up. really, yeah. And the Secret Service spokesperson Anthony—I'm <laughs> sorry, give it to Anthony... me. It to me. <laughs> Googly Elmi? No <laughs> <By laughs> way. I mean, that I'm I'm can't laughing. be right.
0: i am not laughing. Every that night can't night. be right.
1: Uh, yeah. Googly wait, Elmo wait. over here. Uh, it for me. G U G L I E L M I. Is that right? That can't Guglielmi? be right. Emmy.
0: Googly on Go- me i don't know
1: who knows but there's an l in there Goog- wait Googly l.
0: listen italians don't matter and i'm always saying that
1: it is Googly me
0: I, I can't
1: stop laughing about his
0: name i nailed that i nailed that uh, first told, time ever.
1: told the washington post that the text had been deleted in january but the inspector general's office didn't make the request until february So he's like denying it, but still all very strange. Very strange. Very strange. The Secret Service right now, like they're like security guards for the president. We hate the man. So why would we empathize with them? Except during the Trump administration, like Trump exposed them to COVID. Trump lunged at their clavicles. Like, so some of us were like, okay, this is not what you signed up for, clearly. I Uh, feel like that's
0: fair. Also, I feel like
1: I mean, Secret Service are supposed
0: to be so completely apolitical. They serve every president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So this is very just considering. I mean, but this is making me wonder.
1: Yeah, this is making me wonder. I'm like, because up until now, people have been like empathizing with them and being like, "Oh God, they've had to deal with Trump," and now I'm just like, "What the fuck did the Secret Service do?" And how did they enable this? I've never heard of them being involved in this at all. Like,
0: I'm like, what is it gonna? What is it gonna say? What is this it is like say?
1: This is exactly the position we were in when we were like, where's the footage from Uvalde? Like, this is, I'm like, so curious as to like, what the fuck happened behind the they're scenes. They're all
0: standing around checking their phones.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Do the Secret Service get phones while they're, or do they just get like crazy walkie-talkies?
0: <laughs> yeah. They get two tin cans tied on a yeah. string.
1: Yeah. That's why there were no text messages. That's, that's- why really funny <laughs>
0: you, sh- you should save that for something else
1: that was funny thank you <laughs> you're so welcome
0: are you ready for fuck Mary kill we have
1: two rounds Never ready for this. And I then hate we have this an extra game. game, and I hate this that one because is funny. I hate that. Okay, I hate that you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm posing this game to you, and then you come up with like terrible politicians or Supreme Court justices, and then you're like, That's you have to funny. fuck Mary Killman. Yeah. It's funny because to it makes it every I- time. Like- but you have to do it now. No,
0: because if I give you an easy one, then it's like, okay, duh, all of your choices. But if you're backed into a corner like a rat, it's like, who's she gonna pick?
1: Okay, for then for the next six episodes, I'm gonna do fuck, Mary kill to you. How about Be that? Be my
0: guest, please. <laughs> you list all of my ex boyfriends.
1: <laughs> you're like kill, 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 yeah. kill, kill.
0: Vincy, <laughs> that's not the game. Um, okay. Okay. Round one: Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, Nancy Pelosi.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Here's the thing. We're going to get through this. I'm going to fuck Kristen Cinema because she is bisexual. Okay. And I feel okay. like she would know her way around down there. <laughs> Maybe I feel like she's lying and about that. I feel like she might be. Oh, so this is you taking away a white woman from the team. Interesting. Interesting. I'm, um, doing, I'm doing my part. And if she is not good at sex, it's okay because she'll fall asleep quickly because she's so drunk off of that wine internship that she has constantly that she'll just, like, pass out. You know what I mean? A wine
0: internship?
1: Oh, oh, my God. While she's been in office, she has been, like, having this, like, whole wine internship in Sonoma what the fuck are you talking about or whatever are you do you not know about this what no i haven't heard anything about this what are you talking about oh my god before we
0: play the rest of the game i gotta know more
1: she had a wine internship in 2020 she
0: like she's the intern
1: she's an intern because she wanted to learn more about wine you're a
0: fucking sinner
1: (laughs) did you not know this no she's a fun wine lady she's an arizona wine lady who just like leaves her job as a fucking senator to go like learn about wine in a california winery in 2020 i'm done with this i'm done. I am <laughs> I'm, I'm out
0: i'm done i can't do this anymore that's so egregious to me i'm like sure if it was something you did on your summer vacation whatever but i'm like girl, fuck you.
1: It's also like, if it was like, oh, I volunteer and do like good things, but it's like, I'm going to learn about. Oh, Jannins. I'm a
0: sommelier. Yes, dude. I'm like, okay, why can't your
1: extracurricular be like you work just, at an
0: animal shelter? Just, you fucking,
1: kids. just fucking get drunk like that news reporter, you know, in your own.
0: <laughs> that was from my hometown. Did you see that? that? Was really? Yeah, that was Albany.
1: Love oh my you guys. god, that's
0: fun. She wasn't um, that bad. I thought she sounded fine. I don't
1: think she should have been like suspended or whatever. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, depending on when, they, it could have been like five a.m. But
1: I so think she's still drunk. I think all news reporters should be drunk from
0: now on. It's all Sinclair Broadcasting, anyway. Like,
1: yeah, just have a little fun with it. Be on have edibles. Have a little fun with it, Minnesota or whatever. <laughs> be on edibles fan edibles okay um, so i'm gonna fuck kirsten cinema because she loves wine and whatnot and she'd be sloppy down there and i, I like that um <laughs> i'm kidding i don't know and then i'm going to marry nancy pelosi and i'll tell you why i'm going to marry nancy pelosi because like every morning If I woke up and I was in a bad mood or like, you know, if I was in a bad mood, if my health insurance was causing me issues, if somebody I knew died from gun violence, she would read me a poem, you know what I mean? And just like (laughs) cheer me up (laughs) and just be like really considerate of that right as she went to promote an anti-abortion politician. So
0: sometimes marriage is a slow death. And so I'm going to say you're still killing her.
1: And then I'm going to K-word Joe Manchin and take his houseboat. <laughs>
0: K-word Joe
1: Manchin. Coward. Coward. <laughs> okay, your next
0: round. So we're talking about three things. These are three legislative topics that are trying to be pushed through okay. uh, the House and Senate this week. So we have health care. Mm-hmm. We have climate. And we have codifying same-sex
1: marriage. I hate this. You're the worst. Okay. I'm going to fuck healthcare because okay. we need it, you know. But also, only because we have to marry the climate because that has to be around forever. Otherwise, healthcare. You're gonna kill
0: same-sex marriage. Hold on. Wait, marriage. wait a
1: second. Because we have to marry the climate because it's gonna be around forever. Yeah, we can't right? have any of, have any of the rest have. of it if we don't have yeah. the climate. And then I am going to kill codifying same-sex marriage because I don't like marriage in general
0: as right. a business
1: transaction. I don't Fair. like that we have to be related Fair. to people in order to have input on their medical care. Yeah. If
0: you fuck healthcare. So you really gamed this. You gamed this in a very games smart way. I gamed the system.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I still think you're canceled, but the public will have to decide. Yeah. I guess it's up to that.
0: <laughs> I guess it's up to them.
1: You have to fuck Mary kill canceling me, um letting me <laughs> live forever or <laughs> oh.
0: I would marry <laughs> letting you live forever.
1: Oh. You want me to be miserable <laughs> for that long? <laughs> I mean, no,
0: I'm that's kidding. true. That's a fair point. That's sort of a you want me to die, Ellery? Yeah. What um, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute! Did you not say *Tuck Everlasting*? Okay. Okay, or I need to talk about this. It movie? was
1: an incredible. Okay, first of all, it's not a movie to me. I read it in fourth grade. I also it's read a it. book. It was really important to me, and it was like a whole that book, *Ella Enchanted* and *A Wrinkle in Time*, oh. were my like three fourth grade. I loved reading having a moment did. book. I yeah. read *Twilight* in the fourth grade when it came out. Oh my out. god! I'm yeah. so much older than you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. No, it it didn't get popular for another four years till I was in the eighth grade. That's like when the movie. That's when people start And I was like, I read this book so long ago,
1: and people were like, "Fuck you, nerd." They were like, "I'm gonna become a drunk news reporter later, so just leave me alone." Yeah.
0: <laughs> in Albany, New York. Okay, we have one more game. No, we no, have two games. more games. We have yeah. two more games. Okay, so we have one more game for me, and I will play this one too. But it's called Hell Is Too Good for Joe Mansion. So okay. where is he?
1: So where are we putting
0: him? Where? Think of like the worst, most uncomfortable situation, potentially for Joe Manchin specifically, and then describe that place to me.
1: Here's the thing. I want, okay, if, as long as this doesn't like hurt other people, I want him to be like surrounded by hippies, okay? He's like surrounded by white people named Dharma, all right? And he's, he's on like a train, Right very crowded. Okay. Not like your fancy houseboat by yourself. And it's just all of the like coal exhausts and stuff that he benefits from he's experiencing.
0: Okay. He's on the front lines of the climate war.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Coal in his lungs.
1: Coal in his lungs. Coal for Christmas.
0: Coal for Christmas. I'm going to put him at his non-binary kids bat mitzvah.
1: Oh my god, and amazing. he has to
0: give a speech introducing them and he keeps fucking up the pronouns and everybody's
1: booing. But is it a bat, bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah because it's non-binary Oh. Now.
0: <laughs> you just unlocked a really important question and that's we'll something need the Jewish community with some scholars. will have to yeah. address in later episodes. I was about episodes. to say. We're <laughs> we'll confer with some Jewish scholars, some religious uh, some religious figures
1: and then we'll we'll bring it back. That is really funny though. I haven't okay, heard him say name? anything about pronouns in bio, though, so maybe... A
0: pronouns in bio? You think he's going to put it
1: like that? <laughs> yeah, Joe Manchin's going to be like, okay, you blue-haired freak with pronouns in bio. <laughs> <laughs> L. <And
0: we're-
1: laughs> hey, uh, can we get rid of the filibuster? Fuck no.
0: <laughs> L. L. I do think... You know what? You can see like middle-of-the-road Democrats sort of like falling for the anti-trans stuff.
1: Oh he's yeah. On that.
0: He's on that path. Like he's the next bet Midler.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. It's really easy to see people get scammed by that. It's really weird watching it from the outside. You're like, how are you this stupid? <laughs> how are you that? I mean, it's wild. Okay. So you're the Food Network and you are coming up with a show either about the current state of politics or you're pushing an agenda and you have to come up with like a political pun for your food show. And some examples of food shows are like The Cutting Board, for example, is a food show. My food show would be called The Broken Dishwasher because we have a lot of stuff to clean up and we can't do it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I see.
1: And yeah, so it's like food-related political puns. (laughs)
0: I was thinking like it would be Meatless Mondays and we would teach you how to make a meatless meal every Monday. You Um, love Meatless Mondays. No, this is about... I'm a big proponent of that. You love it.
1: This is about like the state of politics. This is about whatever agenda you want to push. Maybe
0: like the boiling pot. Oh, nice. Yeah, because we're all frogs in the water.
1: Yeah. The
0: temperature is getting turned up. But I do think if we all ate less meat, the world would be a better place. So I'm just going to leave leave that one on the table. (laughs) Meatless
1: Mondays is still there. (laughs) It's still there. And I encourage you all to participate. And now... We have our Mutual Aid Babe of the Week. We had a little bit of trouble this week coming up with one because we've had so many that we've loved. So if you guys have one, please send one in. But... We decided to do a twist on the one this week because I was around animals and I love them so much. And they're a part of our community too. And... It's particularly in Los Angeles, and I'm sure in other cities too, we're having a huge issue with a lot of dogs being returned to the shelter and fosters and rescues being overwhelmed. So please foster, adopt, do not buy purebreds from breeders, causing a lot of issues, also spay and neuter. And there was also an article saying that dogs at LA animal shelters were going weeks or months without being walked, which is very inhumane. They need to go outside. They also need to be in nature-
0: foster and you can volunteer to be somebody who comes and hangs out with a dog or there are many shelters in Los Angeles you can do a program where you check a dog out for a day which means you like take them on a little day vacation and bring them back
1: yeah and make them like experience because a lot of dogs like can't be themselves at the shelters because they're so like who wants to be in essentially animal prison you know what I mean like it's it's really sad
0: and it's scary and it smells
1: bad yeah there are a lot of really great volunteers and people working at these places but they can't help with the overwhelming the overwhelming need so one rescue that I follow and love is love leo rescue they're at love leo rescue and they just adopt really sweet dogs and they have really wonderful rescue stories and I love them so much there's also Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Is it Sanctuary? Best Friends Animal Sanctuary.
0: I think it is Sanctuary. Yeah. I've
1: actually, I used to volunteer with them when I was like in Utah as a kid. <laughs> They're like everywhere. I didn't
0: realize they a chain. Yeah, no, I just learned that because that's where I got Stevie is the one in Pasadena. Oh,
1: really? That's really sweet. Yeah. He'd been um, returned three times. Oh, what? Wasn't he like a little a kitten? Psychopath. Yeah, he was like three months old. That's crazy. What the fuck? That's happening right now, too, is that people are returning pets and it's because of like them taking on responsibilities they couldn't handle post-COVID and not thinking about it. The other place that I want to talk about is Hit Living Foundation at Hit Living Foundation. And they are where I got Compass from and I love them so, so much, too. And it's really important to also pick rescues that you know a little bit about because there are some that have gone under fire for like getting the hottest puppies and then like not giving them care when they actually need it. You know, like there were, there were some horror stories of rescues, not providing the medical care to fosters for their, you know, their animals when they really needed it. So talk to rescues that are really like supportive, especially if you're interested in fostering. Fostering is like, so important for pets because it gets them out of the shelter it's immediate need and it like is really helpful to socialize it socializes them. you know it's a little it's a little stay
0: just as stevie has like a little somebody and i'm not doing anything anyway these days
1: yeah (laughs) i'm gonna i think i'm gonna foster when i come back because i think it's (gasps) gonna be hard for me to to have a, a pet right away but i i need to be around animals
0: I think that's a good transition step and that way you yeah. can like, you know, help out, which will yeah. be really good. I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you guys have any other mutual aids, uh, people, animal, whatever, please send them in. And yeah, we're open
0: for recs and we'll do yes, nationwide.
1: other cities. A hundred percent. Well,
0: All right, anything else on the docket for today?
1: I think that's it. I think that's it. Meeting, Meeting adjourned. Is adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the City Council podcast was written, created, and produced by Paula Biganalan and Ellery Smith. Our music was written and produced by Ruby Ibarra. Be sure to follow us at City Council, spelled S-E-L, show on Instagram and Twitter for more weekly podcasts and monthly live stand-up comedy shows. Thanks for listening.